Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, 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 November the 6th, 2023. And we are rounding out the last few chapters of Hebrews together, Hebrews chapter 12 today and 13 tomorrow, uh, before we jump over to the book of James on Wednesday. Um, hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, we're just talking a little sports, so the big sports weekend. Um, yeah, I was uh, bemoaning the fact that my Tigers of LSU lost and the Gators lost. The Saints won. Buccaneers lost, um, and the Bengals beat the Bills. So, yeah, it's getting real now. This is the time of the season, especially in college, where it really counts. <laughs> so, um, but I also went Saturday to the – good morning, Trish and Lee. Uh, we went to – it was like family weekend up at uh, University of Florida, so we went up there and – uh, for a real quick day trip to go to the game um, with JT uh, and his buddies. So we were up at the swamp. Beautiful day. Um, long day. Just a round trip, but uh, very nice day. Good good time. Had dinner. Watched the game. Had Went to the game. Had dinner. Came back. Got back about in time for the to watch the start of the uh, LSU-Alabama game. And thank goodness we got the extra hour, right? Ooh, man. Extra hour of sleep Saturday night. Um, when I set our clocks back an hour. I don't know about you, but like, I, for some reason, it doesn't make any sense, but this time change is harder for me to adjust to than the other one. Um, I don't know why it is. It's something, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the, the, how dark it gets or whatever, but this one takes me a few days um, really to adjust to i mean i like the extra hour don't get me wrong but it it uh it's a little harder to assimilate to so technically this is the this is the right time we are we just put we were at the we ended daylight savings time saturday so now we're on just normal time um there's always talk every time about them you know keeping it and not change but you know and some states have you know, more and more deciding not to uh, to change, um, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you guys are ready to get into the Word a little bit. He, uh, Hebrews twelve is awesome. It's the you know it's the Word of it's the uh, um, some beautiful um, reminders in Hebrews twelve. So let's do it, you guys. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today on this um, gift of a new day, new week. Therefore, since we are surrounded 
by such a great cloud of witnesses. Remember, Hebrews 11 was this incredible um, faith, people of faith, hall of fame. Um, and so now it's saying, in, now he's saying, so in, and therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, these incredible people of faith, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin, the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Hmm. There's a lot in there, right? So in light of this great chorus of people who were examples of faith, all the way through history, people who are uh, just the the heroes of the faith. And then you could even add in people in your own life or in your own story, in your own family who are heroes to you. He says, "Since since we have such this great cloud of witnesses who are kind of watching us run our race, let us throw off everything that hinders. Let's run hard. Let's go for it. Let's uh let's conquer sin. Let's uh go all in and go hard after the Lord. Let's fix our eyes on him who is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He he has run he has run this race before. He he has shown us the way. He's taught us, he's coached us on how to run this way this race with success. Let's follow his example. It reminds me when I used to run uh, a lot of half marathons. Um, you could, you could find um, if you had a certain goal that you wanted to run. You know, say you wanted to run a nine-minute mile or a seven-minute mile or an eight-minute mile or or whatever, whatever your goal was, whatever you wanted to average. They would have pacers in the uh, in the crowd, so with with signs. And so if you, and so they, if you wanted to run, uh, that eight minute mile, then you just find the pacer, the eight minute mile pacer. And it was someone who just, you know, they were locked in at that time and you just keep pace with them and you would hit your goal. Um, instead of having to worry about, you know, keep watching your watch and speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. You just find one of those pacers that, that is your goal, lock in with them, run with them the 13 Point one miles, and uh, and you'll hit your goal. And I think that you know, kind of like what, that's what Jesus, Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He he sets the pace. He has set the pace, and he helps us set our pace. We can just lock in with him, uh, keep in step with the Holy Spirit, keep our eyes fixed on him, and uh, we'll run this race really well. <laughs> yeah. That's why, you know, that's why we talk about more people more like Jesus. You want to run this life well, more like be more like Jesus, right? And the more we're like Jesus, the fewer regrets we will have in this life. That's a fact. The better we will be, the better our families will be, the better our relationships will be. Everything in our lives are going to be better if we are as we become more and more like Jesus. And our world, as more people are like Jesus. And we need Jesus. Big time, right? 
So fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. That's how he ran his race, which even included the cross. But he, uh, he kept running, right? He kept running. And when he was finished, he got the reward of returning to the right hand of the Father. He sat down at the right hand of God. Hmm. That's awesome. Verse 3, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Wow. You think about Jesus, all that he, who, all that he was and all that he accomplished for us and the opposition that he endured, that should inspire us to not lose hope, to not grow weary. Um, he's our example, not to lose heart. And I hope today you're, you, uh, you're encouraged. Um, you know, those words remind us not to lose heart. Don't, to be, don't become um, overwhelmed with discouragement. I hope, you, I hope you're lifted up today. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you know that God's got you. He's got you. He's got the situation that you're in. Um, every um, hill and valley you face, he got you. He's with you. He's your, he set you an example. Um, he's not going to leave you alone. He's for you. And so uh, don't grow weary. Throw off every sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance, the race that's marked out for you. And it requires perseverance, right? I mean, it does. To walk this walk, to live this Christian life, and to do it in a way that honors God, it takes perseverance. And there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be bumps and bruises. There'll be times when you, you know, you don't, you let yourself down. Maybe you even feel like you let God down. And, um, but you brush yourself off. You realize that God hasn't given up on you. Jesus forgives you. He, um, he just picks you up and carries you until you can run again by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Verse 4, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, like Jesus did, right? And you have complete, and, and have you completely forgotten his word of encouragement? that addresses you as a father addresses his son. It says, my, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord's discipline, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as a son. So in this life, we're going to face some times when God's going to correct us. He's going to discipline us. We're going to face some um, correction, some hardship. And sometimes the hardship is not negative, like it's not re the result of some sort of external factor. Sometimes it's a result of God disciplining us, teaching us, correcting us. And wisdom, um, this is taught all over in Scripture, that the, the sign of a wise person, like the, the litmus test, as it were, for wisdom is how one responds to correction. The fool despises correction. The wise person receives corrections and changes. 
<laughs> it's really that easy. Like, do you want to know if you're wise or foolish? How do you receive feedback? <laughs> how do you receive, how do you respond to correction by the Lord? Are you stubborn? Are you defensive? Do you ignore it? Do you just con con continue to do what you want to do? Or do you hear the correction? Take It may be still difficult, but you take inventory, self-evaluation, self-reflection, and decide ways that you'll change that will, that will be better. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Um, it's one of the, and so here the Hebrew writer is saying that, Hey, don't, don't despise the Lord's discipline. He, he's disciplines those he loves. He wants you to do well. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to bear much fruit as Jesus says in, um, in John chapter 15 and to bear much fruit requires what pruning. So you may be in a season of pruning right now and you've misinterpreted it. You've misinterpreted it as judgment, as Punishment. It's not punishment. It's not judgment. It's pruning. Now it feels like punishment. Sometimes, sometimes pruning feels like punishment because it hurts. But it's not uh, punitive. It's um, it's to spur on growth. Verse seven. Endure hardship as discipline. Hmm. Someone has said, um, it's a little, you know, sometimes we think, well, things will just get easier. Well, the truth is, here's the, here's the truth. Life doesn't ever get easier, but you get better at doing hard things. Life won't necessarily get easier, but you can start doing, you start learning how to do hard. <laughs> better. Right? That's what, that's what strength does. That's what perseverance does. doesn't mean that you know, the days get easier. It just means that you've built some resilience. You've built some character. So you know what? I can do hard. Come on now. Right? God's brought you some, through some valleys. He's brought you through some trials. He's brought you, brought you through some adversities. He, he's brought you through some dark days. And through that, you have, you have uh, built character. You have built resilience. And so you know what? You can do hard a whole lot better than you used to. Yeah, he teaches you to do hard. He teaches you to do hard things. He gives you strength and power. So we endure hardship as what? Discipline. God is treating you as his children. I mean, I think sometimes we, we underestimate um, ourselves and what God has done in us and, and our ability to endure hardship. We're stronger than we then we recognize, and it's because of what God has done in us. He's strengthened us. He's given us some tools and equipment and, um, and perspective and determination. Come on. Anybody out there? You know how to do hard. Come on. You can do it. Yes, sir. It may not get easier, but you can, you get, you've gotten a whole lot better at doing hard. <laughs> yeah. If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters of God at all. So that's a sign that you're a true son and daughter of God, that you endured, that you have your discipline. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us, that is, earthly fathers, 
They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Yes. No dis- There it is, right? Verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Yeah, it hurt, man. Discipline hurt. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm, 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 mm. And there's so many times, like, right, you can look back at your life when you were a kid. You were like, man, I did not like to be, I didn't like it that my, my parents wouldn't let me do this. I didn't like it that my parents punished me for that. I didn't like this rule. I didn't like that rule when I was a kid. But now as an adult looking back, you can say, you know what? But man, I'm glad they made those rules. I made, I'm glad they made those rules for me. I'm glad, they got, I'm glad I got punished for that. I'm glad I got in trouble for that. It didn't seem pleasant at the time, but later on it's like now I see the wisdom in that. And that discipline trained me. That discipline uh, formed my character in a positive way. And I'm sure you guys can say, you say the same thing, right, in your life. You can look back and there was some discipline. That may have been harsh. I mean, we have, we have human parents, so some of it may have been excessive. Who knows? Um, but in many cases, we look back and you're like, you know what? I needed that. <laughs> some of it, you know? If it wasn't abusive, right? I needed that. I needed that correction, and I, and I can actually be thankful for it. Verse 12, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Mm. Get, hard, get better at doing hard, right? Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Do you, do you get all this uh, athletic training overtone and so much of this? Great cloud of witnesses, run, run this race, set before you, throw off every sin that entangles, discipline, training. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. That's what I'm going to go do here in about half hour. I'm going to go up to the gym, and I'm going to praise God. I'm going to strengthen my feeble arms and weak knees. Maybe I should get, maybe I should get that on a shirt, my workout shirt. I'm strengthening my my feeble arms and my weak knees. Hebrews twelve twelve. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. See, Trish, you're working at it. You're getting at it, man. You're uh, you're you're strengthening those uh those weak knees. Or uh, or you're uh, you're 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 getting them tired. Um, <laughs> uh, make make level. I know a lot of you work out while you listen to this, so this this is encouragement, right? Go for it, man! Push, push. Every level paths for your make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, make every effort. Uh, make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. How about that? Right? Try to live at peace with everyone. And be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. God desires holiness. 
right? What is holiness? Loving God, loving others more and more. It's surrender. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Hmm. That sounds like that's talking more like, uh, it's, it certainly can happen in your individual life, but it also sounds like he's talking about uh, in the community as well, right? Uh, that grows up to cause trouble and defile many, like as a plural. So, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a root that can, that can uh, a sinful behavior, attitude, action that can cause other people to sin. Um, but it's also true that, you know, things, patterns and behaviors and attitudes and sinfulness can happen in a community that end up defiling many, many people. So thank you. Thank you for the God bless you. <laughs> uh, verse 16, see that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance, his inheritance rights, inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit his, this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. Hmm. Yeah, man, that's what sinfulness does, right? That's what sinfulness does. Sin takes you farther than you want to go and keeps you there longer than you want to stay and takes more from you than you want to pay. <laughs> and in some cases, uh, you know, you can be forgiven for your sin, of course, at any time from God, but there's still consequences. There's sometimes there are, there are irreversible consequences as a result of sin. What he's showing there, that's as Esau is an example. You know, Esau for you know he sold his birthright. He uh, he didn't consider it worthy, and he he surrendered to the temptation uh, and the deception of his brother, and it cost him, like literally. Verse eighteen. You have not come to a mountain that cannot be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to the trumpet blast, or to such, to, to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no, no further word be spoken to them. So, um, you know, he's talking about the fear that the Israelites in the wilderness had of God because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches this mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Even Moses was scared. But you, come on, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. Church of what? Jesus. Children of his church, you have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the, uh, to judge, you have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks to a better word, that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Ooh. Man, how many of you know that Jesus speaks a better word? Oh, that's, man, that'll preach right there, man. That'll preach all, every day, man. That'll, that'll preach every day right there, that Jesus speaks a better word. Have you, had some, have you had some negative words spoken over your life? Some words of doubt, some words of criticism, some words of contempt, maybe some words that a teacher or a parent or a coach or an adult or a friend or a former or a spouse or... A, probably a former spouse, if it's this, 
but they spoke some words over you that were negative, that were hurtful, that were harmful. I want you to know something. Jesus speaks a better word for you. He speaks a better word over you. I know, man, growing up, people probably looked at my life and spoke, spoke negative words over my life. But the sprinkled blood of Jesus speaks a, speaks a better word. Amen? <laughs> Amen. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. We're accountable, right? This is just pointing out that we are accountable to a holy God. The words once more indicate the, removal, the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Hmm. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, oh yeah, kingdom that can't be shaken, what can endure anything and will endure anything forever. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Mm. Our God is awesome. He is worthy. Um, of living our lives far and um, and glorifying Him and um, honoring Him with our lives. Man, it's awesome. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for my friends. Thank you for the privilege that we've had to read your word together this morning. God, I pray that each one of us would run this race with perseverance, God. Thank you for the way that you've taught us to do hard things and how you continue to teach us to do harder and harder things because you're training us in righteousness. We thank you for that, that you're a loving Father that prunes, that disciplines, that encourages, that equips us for every good work. Thank you, God. I pray that you would strengthen us today. Lord, strengthen our feeble arms and weak knees. <laughs> Those spiritual weaknesses in our lives, we pray that you would strengthen them so that we can run this race with perseverance. God, may you bless and encourage each and every person today. May you pour out your love and grace upon each heart. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. Thank you guys for being on YouTube, those on the podcast. Thanks for liking this and subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with other people. Appreciate that. Those of you on YouTube, hit that like button, that thumbs up before you leave. Um, appreciate you being on. Thank you for your comments, your feedback, your interaction. Really appreciate that. You guys are awesome. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.